take a seat in your coziest chair. Pick yourself up a glass of sea salt black boba tea. And once you are ready, let's go on a voyage. Mint had been missing for weeks now. He was eccentric, sure, of all the jobs that a weather wizard could find, scouting for storms off the edge of a prison at the end of the world. Well, jobs like that attracted weirdos. Maybe he found a particularly fascinating chunk of endless void and decided it was time to see if life really did exist off amongst the stars. She, of course, much preferred her job. It always let her keep moving, always keep running. And she had a lot to run from. The good Duchess Lint Lunaroid ate another jellied beet cake and frowned. Any good weather mage would leave their elemental as a point of contact, at least. And then there were all these renegade bone elemental reports throughout the West. Maybe Morcus Mint went villainous and started summoning bone beasts to harass the local populace. It wasn't uncommon for weather mages of Morcus's caliber to go rogue and consider themselves kings, emperors, even gods. But that's when the good Duchess Lunaroid came in. Her and the rest of the Penny Whistle Patrol, a mercenary company of high caliber. The only better that she knew of was the Sandlot and the Whisper Children, which was pretty esteemed company to be in. The Penny Whistle Patrol would catch tips from the Cross Triangular Sea Watch Patrol, the Academy of Weather Mages, or other more criminal contacts, and, and usually they'd find about some weather mage gone mad. And they'd go off and bring him in, dead or alive. Usually dead, but storm glass preserved. Just one of those could buy you your own island. But the Penny Whistle Patrol never kept him. No matter how much they wanted to. They always hunted him down and returned him to the School of Weather Mages. It wasn't worth it, painting a target that big on your back. Who knows what could happen to the prison without a mage that bore a storm glass. Meteor showers, snowstorms, even heavy winds, especially out here in the jungle. Heavy winds. Oh, heavy winds. Ah, shit. Lint fished the storm glass from under her tank top and checked it. That's what she was supposed to be doing. Inside, the crystals were whirling like mad chaos, and she sprinted up to the deck, loudly apologizing to the crew and captain, who couldn't hear her anyway, and the slightest over the winds, which were keeping the ship at a near 45-degree angle. Still apologizing, the storm glass around her neck began to float as she rose up into the air. And as she spoke, the sky did listen. I am Ben Schiffler, and I am your Dungeon Master. Alright, so, uh, it's Ben. 
a little bit of time since your last, uh, it's, it's, let's say the next day, midday, uh, the distance to your next destination, uh, which would be your uncle Avalon Windsor Veristinia. Um, his summer home, uh, it's around six days away, maybe five. Uh, oh, wow. and, uh, uh, that is good news, which is what the newest member of your ship, or, well, she isn't technically a member of your ship. She's a member of the ship that is being towed by your ship, the dockmaster Rhythm Rightchild. And Rhythm Rightchild is explaining this to you, Rowan Ridley. This is good news, Rowan. Uh, frankly, if we didn't have five days, from what you're saying, we would be constantly out running the fog. It's not far. We've probably got a quarter of a day on it now. And then once we're done burning off this stardust, we'll have around a day and a quarter because each vial of stardust buys us a day. Uh, with this, we should be able to buy ourselves four more days on the way there. Um, if we slap four more in... Uh, or maybe even five, if we just burn it all the way out and finish off the rest of our uh, uh, stardust. That should buy us six full days at the estate before the fog gets there, which uh, seems sensible. Makes sense. I mean, I assume the Veristinia estate has, like, a lot of stardust. I would hope. I've never been there before myself. Uh, have you? Uh, no. Probably, I've never actually been in this... Uh, part of the the triangle before actually any like yeah seriously yeah it's the furthest uh east i've been out <laughs> just uh, that would definitely I, be west says the doc master west. smiling in the definitely direction west in the direction of the prison is that mm -hmm. west yes the prison okay, yeah. is the furthest west point in literally everywhere okay cool you can see that I, I don't get out of my islands very often yeah seriously how did you get to the prison well, I didn't, tra I didn't travel there voluntary on my own. Like no, I'm not saying you took a trip to the prison. I'm saying, like, <laughs> did they stick you in a big boat and and ship you over? Were you taken by weather balloon? Like, how, how'd you get there? Did you, you get to see the sights on the way over, or were you stuck below ship all the time? Oh, no, I was court-martialed, and they kept me in a very small room on their boat, and they handed me over. It was Sounds not like very eventful. City. Yeah. yeah. Do you know who has the Stardust currently? That'd probably be the captain. Should go talk Are to you him. Are you sure? I thought I handed it to him. Did yeah, I? but did you think about <laughs> not handing it to him and maybe anyone else? Perhaps someone more responsible or <laughs> valuable? I, I thought about it momentarily, but I also thought if anyone were to like come onto the boat like pirates or anything, they would think that he's the last person who would have such valuable cargo on himself probably go after the more responsible ones. So I'm actually thinking, you know? She puts a hand on your shoulder and looks in your eyes and says, that is the most sensible thing I've heard from anyone on this ship so far. Yeah. And then she looks at the camera and says, and this is Rowan Ridley, played <laughs> by Shing. <laughs> I'm Rowan Ridley, played by Shing, the tired human. Uh-huh. This is what we get for recording super early. Uh, okay, so then uh, you get a knock at the door, Virgil. Mm-hmm. One second there. Let me just uh, make myself presentable. And I slick my hair back and wipe some crumbs out of my beard. <laughs> and I, I open up the door. Well, uh, 
Isn't this a surprise? She gives you a look as if to say, Ew. So, uh, come here often? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, sir, I do, yeah, live here now. That's my boat over there. And it's your your magic juice made your ship grow a big tethered rope bridge over to it. So, uh. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I would let you the kindness of towing you along so you didn't get sucked up by the death fog. Yeah, that's right. Notice you've forgot to extend your gratitude. <laughs> At this, uh, she gives you a, a devilish turn. Make me an intimidation check. Thirteen. She stares you dead in the eye and says, Fuck off. And she walks past you and walks into your quarters and starts rummaging through your stuff. I take this as a good sign. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can I help you find something there? Where are you keeping the stardust? Um, mm, I know it's here somewhere. The stardust. Oh, check in the boot. In the boot? Yeah, over there. Stardust is kept in small glass vials. You and keep the them in cases. Are kept in a boot. <laughs> <laughs> my shit, just, my rules, rhythm. die. She reaches over to the boot and picks it up. Uh, what all is in the boot? The boot storage system. Um, let's see. There's a harmonica. There's uh, some dry beans, and. The stardust. Are the dry beans just loose in the boot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a couple of dry beans in the boot. Uh, okay, she she grabs the boot, empties out the rest of the stuff, and takes the boot with her as she uh, storms out of the room, uh, and she gives it a look. Uh, uh, she looks all over the room, and she says, well, I certainly hope to never have to come into this room again. It's smart to keep a bean in your boot. You know, it always annoys your foot, and it keeps you from falling asleep. While you're walking. Virgil? I'm Virgil Badwater. (laughs) And I'm played by Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Is falling asleep while walking a common problem that Virgil has? Probably. Cowboys. They don't get Mm -hmm. enough sleep. Mm -hmm, That's that cowboy wisdom. Uh, And uh, she says goodbye forever uh, and walks down below decks. Below decks, she runs into... Flaxen. Uh, so Flaxen, the, uh, the downstairs has been thoroughly renovated. There is a whole new galley, which is like a top-tier chef's grade kitchen, which was stocked with food um, that somehow seemingly just got eaten a lot overnight in one single night. Um, a lot of people seem to have been sneaking in, stealing wine, eating ice cream. Uh, all of the other good food uh, is mostly gone. <laughs> uh, and the, the rest of the food you can see uh, uh, is in half a barrel and it's the old uh, dried-out biscuit food that you bought back in Mo Daughter Harbor. Uh, and mm. the very idea of eating that stuff again is just vile. So when, when she comes down and finds me, I am, uh, I'm doing the thing where you open the fridge door, look in, close it, pace a bit, and then look in it again as though something new will be in there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's I'd still say, just like ketchup and mustard and yeah, uh, capers. And there's and like an old thing of pickles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just like, 
Yo, R Dubs, what happened to all the food? I talk like that now. I don't talk like that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, it's street flaxen. Yep. Uh, so, uh, which I'll say, it's not a refrigerator. This is fantasy times. Oh, uh, it's, it's 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 a, a big salt ice locker chest. or something. It's yeah, sure. it's a big ice chest that stands vertically and has two doors. Perfect. Uh, and she she hails you and says, "Hey, the food. Uh, we had enough supplies in here for a while. I would assume. Yeah, we did. Uh, do you, do you have a midnight snack or something? We had like one bottle of wine and some chips. Ahoy! Where's the rest of it? You got me. I just came down here for a snack. It would seem." Something has stolen all of our food, or someone. It's probably Virgil. His beard was covered in crumbs. That's a good point. And he had beans point. in his boot, sir. Beans in his boot. Were they at least dry? It's an old cowboy trick. Like, oddly, here. yes. What? <laughs> you got to keep him from falling asleep. Good God! I. Uh, who's the quartermaster on this ship? Uh... <laughs> Me? <laughs> I'll be the clearly not. I'm the quartermaster now, and we're just gonna call that canon. So you are gonna help me as my quartermaster's assistant, Flaxen. Uh, just go ahead and find how much food we have, because we may run out and die on the waves before we get to the Veristinia estate, which would suck for everybody involved. So I think I, uh, could you do, do me a solid and help me out with that? Yeah, I think I speak for all of us when I say hunger seems like the worst way to die out here. Mm. I would think the big fog. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That's oh shit! Up. That reminds me. Uh, she she pulls a boot out from behind her and says, "All right, gotta run." Uh, and she walks off, boot in hand. And I'm Flax and Roan, the half work rogue, played by Nick. It's a few hours later, and up in your usual perch, you get like a knock that kind of rattles the mast underneath you, and. At the base of the mast, down far from your crow's nest perch, uh, you can see Rhythm is looking up and waving up at you, Ishmael. Uh, I lean over the top and shout down, hey, our dubs, what's up? Hey, uh, <laughs> I don't, not super keen on that catching on. No, nope, that's uh, okay, I like my name, Rhythm. <laughs> but the, uh, I think Rhythm's a pretty fun name and I like it. But if it's our dubs, then we can I can deal. But I, mean, I like rhythm. I, I'm fine with consensual nicknames. What's up? Oh, that's very nice of you. I actually just wanted to see if you were busy. I'm doing kind of a catalog of the ship. And there was something I was cataloging back in my boat that I was wondering if you could give me a hand with. I think you might like it. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll feather fall down. Gently land with like my arms out like a fairy tale prince. She politely applauds. Thank you. Rhythm hops and spider crawls down the uh, uh, rope ladder down to her boat, which is a lot tidier than the last time you saw it last night. Cool. Seems like she has uh, taken this role of quartermaster to heart and is trying to document all the stuff that's currently on these boats and put it into some kind of manifest that she has. Uh, and she, so she's got a little leather uh, journal that has a little chips wheel on the front, and she's jotting down notes while she's walking. I, like, look over her shoulder and say, like, wow, you really are a dock master. You're good at this. Yeah, 
yeah, I am. I am. I am. Yeah. As as you do this, she pauses for a moment and kind of stares off the edge of a boat, uh, which you uh, make me an insight check. Okay. 11. You might have seen this before in your other crew members. You might have seen it before in the ship itself. Uh, or you might have seen it before in the people you've talked to when the fog approaching is mentioned. But there's kind of a moment where she stares out the window and you can see that she's just now going through her brain that that place she's lived for years has entirely vanished. And so she's mm. kind of a, there's a, there's a moment of that just hitting her. And then she breathes and then turns back over towards her far wall of her room. As she walks over to the back wall of the room, you can see immediately what she is cataloging. It is three full shelves of final records. Ph- phonographs exist in this world? Okay, uh, okay. Yes, they do. Cool. So when I when I catch sight of these, I do like walk over very excited. Uh and I like start start looking over all of them like really curiously and say like, "Whoa, where'd you get these?" Uh I bottom like i made a good chunk of money as doc master and mo daughter and i didn't have a lot to spend it on since you know my house came with the position and i was working all the time so i would buy this shit and uh thank goodness that i kept it all on my uh on my boat otherwise it would be well yeah no kidding i pull out one of the records and i say uh carfunkel and boats what you listen to this (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh man yeah it's good you just gotta get uh you gotta get into it it's it's for the right mood i'd say a record player yeah Uh, (laughs) no i that would be ironic if i left my record player in my house but no i kept it all uh on my boat and she's while she's talking i immediately go over to the record player and start playing garfunkel and boats uh okay and uh it is can we get Garfunkel and Oates? Can we license that track? Can we no. play that under this? <laughs> it's it's just it's just it's just Simon and Garfunkel and Hall and Oates playing at the yeah. same time. Uh-huh. It's cacophony. <laughs> uh, and uh, as it plays in the background, she walks over and asks you to to help her kind of organize the thing. And as 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 you're looking through all of these records, one in particular catches your eye. It's mm-hmm. a very familiar band, a band that you used to listen to when growing up. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Is it my is it my favorite band that I told you about in my backstory 3 weeks ago? It is your favorite band that you told about me in your backstory 3 weeks ago? Oh shit. Okay. Do you remember I the name dr- of them? Uh yeah, it's a really my- awkward band name. <laughs> I I kind of like freeze up, like I stop everything I'm doing and I and I pull out this record and it's a like a yellow record with like some kind of like vaporwave different colored text like overlaid uh and it says dreamcast and i pull this record out and i say oh my god you like dreamcast uh maybe on like a sunday afternoon i stop the record that's currently playing and i put this record on and i say uh i love i love this band this is my favorite band really have you ever seen him play once once it was so long ago Man, I wish I could see him again. I hope they... And then I kind of also have the moment that she had earlier as, as I process that this fog is present. I say, uh-huh. uh, I hope they uh, are still all right. She says, and she clearly has not adapted as much as you did. And so she keeps talking and says, oh, yeah, I guess if they were playing out in the West, they wouldn't know. They could, in fact, be sailing West right now and still not. No. 
I, I just kind of let that moment hang, I think. And, uh, and I listen to this music. Uh, but, uh, but then like after a while, I'll, uh, go back to helping her organize and catalog. I'm Ishmael Overcast. I'm an elf sorcerer. I'm played by Emma. Eventually, Avalyn, you hear someone shouting your name. All right. I, uh, uncomfortably adjust my t-shirt um and uh, which t-shirt is this one by the way oh this is another one that just says crunch bite on it and it's got a picture of like a sunset with a couple of palm trees uh-huh. um, and on the back it maybe says like the vacation destination with no hesitation yeah it's it's one of the less offensive ones to my sensibilities but yeah, it's still definitely. pretty awful um and i've been Spending a decent amount of my time essentially just debating whether it would be better to walk around shirtless again. Um, but mm-hmm. at the moment, we're going with t-shirt. Uh, all right. So, are you doing that in the quarters down below deck? Yes. Okay. I shout back, I'm in here. You hear a thump, 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 thump down the steps as you spy Rhythm, uh, right child, walk into the room and she uh, approaches you. Um, I stand and say, Miss Wrightchild, what can I do for you? She walks up, holding out her hand and say, well, I don't think we formally met. My name's Rhythm, Wrightchild. Um, I, I sh- shake her hand and say, Miss Wrightchild, I'm sorry about the, the circumstances that, you know, got you onto the ship. Um, yeah, seriously, me too. Yeah. But I appreciate uh, your hospitality. It's been... Overall, a pleasurable experience, but I do use overall liberally. Huh. Well, how are you? Yeah, how are you settling in? Oh, it's all right. Uh, I'm. If it's not ruffling too many feathers, I'm appointing myself unofficial official quartermaster of this ship since it seems like no one's been doing that job at all. Good. It's about time someone got this place in order. Yeah. And speaking of that, I was talking around and it seems like you have some affinity for magic and perhaps alchemy. D- do you have a catalog of all the alchemical supplies on this ship? Uh, we uh, are running low on foodstuffs and I was wondering if you might be able to alchemize some up. Oh, I do not know how to do that yet. Um, I got a book, though, that might be able to tell me how. I've been t- trying to read through it. I... It, Things have, I've kind of been putting the alchemy stuff on hold while I've been trying to prepare a legal defense. What? Uh, yeah. Part of the reason we're going to my uncle's estate is I have a trial. And while that's happening, everyone else can run around and get information about the death fog. Uh, but yeah, I got I got a book of uh stuff. I don't actually have a catalog of the stuff I have. I uh I've got some stuff just like in a bag over here. If you want to take a look at it. As she looks up at you, uh, a snaky black hand reaches around and grabs her uh, around the mouth and yanks her back to the back wall of the room. And you see the nightgast uh is there uh giggling. Hey, nightgast. Cut yes. <laughs> no. Don't don't be don't be mean to the new person. That's what new people are for. <sighs> I apologize. This is our <laughs> night, <laughs> This is our night guest. <laughs> hey, 
uh, I, I will cut off snack privileges for you if you don't let snack her go. Snack privileges? Snack privileges? There's been no snacks at all. There's every everything's gone from the kitchen. There's no food left. I was yeah. looking. Well, you see, it was preemptive. Preemptive cutting off of snack privileges because of this. <laughs> At this point, Rhythm's <laughs> face turns blue as she clearly cannot breathe. Wait, so the nightcast is that corporeal? Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to just pry its hand off of her mouth. Okay, make me an opposed strength check. Oh, boy. That's not one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Uh, you attempt to pry the hand off of the uh, nightgast, uh, and the nightgast retreats uh, further into the corner, turning its back to you, uh, and Rhythm uh, Right Child entirely vanishes from your view. Oh, for... Um, can I still see the nightgast? Yes, you can. Oh, crap. It looks um, over its shoulder at you and grins incredibly wide with very white teeth. I sort of mutter, let her go, and my eyes flash red. Intimidation. Oh, that's much better. Um, that's a non-natural 20. All right. Uh, the ground, the boat underneath you catches fire, uh, and immediately oh, there is a uh, there is a yipe uh, as the the night gas lets go of a uh, rhythm and shoves her out of its hole, uh, and uh, rhythm like collapses, gasping to the ground, uh, and then rolls away from the fire uh, and says, "Overall, not not pleasurable at the moment." <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm a little busy to, like, I can't really respond to her at the moment because I'm currently, like, putting a blanket over the fire and, like, stomping mm -hmm. it out <laughs> and stuff and trying to get a handle on my emotions um, so that mm -hmm. I don't light anything else on fire because that's a fun new thing. I, I say, look, just try not to antagonize the, the night guest and if you're down here, try and make sure one of us is also... Down here. Noted. Yeah. In any case, <sighs> I am Avalon Verstinia, the cool. elven for barbarian, <gasps> and I'm, I'm voiced choking. by Connor. <laughs> oh, who's that, though? Because I'm choking it to death on the ground. <gasps> I thought she could breathe now. I can breathe, but if, have you ever had your, like, windpipe strangled by a nightcast? <sighs> 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 Cool. Oh dear. Interior. Evening. Sets in. <laughs> Evening. We just have Interior. five more minutes of choking <gasps> sounds in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, great. Evening sets in, and what's your guys' like dinner ritual? Do you guys just kind of grab food on your own and retreat to your own spaces? Uh, I've been eating at the I mess in the, ever since yeah, it appeared. In the mess. But it probably is like grabbing individual food since we don't have a chef. Yeah, sure. Okay, let's yeah. say up until now, since there has been no mess, y'all normally grab individual food and go wherever you want to eat in the for, for meals. This evening, however, right around 7 p.m., it's just as the sun is about to set, uh, you hear a bell ring from downstairs in the mess. Do we all hear this bell? You do. Yeah, it's pretty loud. <laughs> yeah, okay. Dong, 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 dong. Now that I think of it, my reaction to a 
unknown bell ringing would be to run in and assume that something was on fire. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So I, I come, I come running in, like, what's going on? You can see that the quartermaster, previously Doc Master Rhythm Right Child, is ringing the dinner bell as uh, there is like a series of plates all set up at the center table in the mess. Uh, Flaxen, she might have even recruited you to help her set the table mm. since she was already having you do stuff. All the utensils are in the wrong place. But I mm -hmm. did my best. Someone's what? got three spoons. It's, it's yeah. different on a sand ship. Well, <laughs> I've just never set a table before or like, wow, what is wrong with my webcam? Can anyone else only see Nick's chin? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. very it's in shadow. It's very looming and mysterious. Uh, like he's telling us talking. a scary story. Yeah, spooky. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think Flaxen has probably never really eaten in a fancy setting before. So some of these utensils he may not even recognize. Oh, so like just the thing where your mom asks you to set up the dinner table, but you don't know the proper way to yeah. do it yet. So you're like, I guess mm -hmm. a fork? Yep. I did my best. Yeah, okay. so there's like a spoon inside the cup. Yeah. And then like the fork is underneath Actually, the plate. Actually, yeah, it's just a, a plate fun, and then your game. drink cup. And then whatever utensils you have are just sitting in the drink cup right now. That's what I did for every setting. <laughs> there you go. I and people, like get like, people get like a salad fork and a single chopstick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like that's it. Mm -hmm. But then definitely those little like crab crackers for each meal. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. those are just fun. And like a, a butter knife. But only half the people. Um, I walk in like scratching my head, like what? What did someone make food? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, says the quartermaster. Uh, oh, so we're just having but, like group group dinner. All right. Yeah, or more. I just wanted to make sure that no one eats more than they're supposed to. Uh, and I figured us all being in the same room while eating would help us do that. So. Uh... Do we have like a full meal for each person? Well, hey, yeah, Virgil. I'm here. I'm here. Great that you what's, could make uh, it. What's uh what's for dinner? Well, that's kind of the problem. So, I did a bit of a catalog of all of our food today. Uh Virgil, I'm quartermaster now. I officially designate you rhythm as the quartermaster. Yay. That is exactly what I wanted to hear. Thanks so much for your approval. That's all I needed. It, I've been thinking about it for a while now, and I think <laughs> it's the right move. <laughs> Great, perfect. <laughs> you can see that there are, in fact, seven chairs set at the table. And as each of you takes your seat, uh, probably in each a very different cool way that shows how your character works, because that's the beauty of animation, mm -hmm. the, the seventh chair, uh, a face pops out of it, and you see the ship itself uh, is sitting down at the table. Uh, and it says, hello. Do you eat? Uh, no, but I want it to be included. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> well, we wanted to include you. But I, I am kind of sad. I was... I was acting as honorary quartermaster. <laughs> oh, I was very excited for that role. Well, don't worry. We won't take away your role as boat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't you need to, like, be busy being a boat? We don't want to overtax you. It's true. I was not a very good quartermaster. Oh, I didn't know what was all on no, the ship most of the that's time. that's not true. No, that was true. Don't say that. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't keep track of anything. That's why we're short on food. But you're great at being a boat. Yeah, you're, you're the best very good boat, boat I've ever been on. 
Yeah. Wait, we're short on food? Since when? Yes, we are. And uh, this rhythm, you know, stands up with both her hands on the table. We are incredibly short on food. The last time you resupplied was in Modotter Harbor. Uh, And then you got all of this free food off of the ship and it's gone. Who all of you ate like snacks last night? I mean, I had like a piece of jerky. Uh, I did. I don't make eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I had my regular... 3 a.m. meal. It was just roast duck and fingerling potatoes. <laughs> Jesus. How? I, I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty... I, I, I think I said Avalon ate something last time. Yeah, it seems like y'all are all culpable. And with that, the quartermaster pulls out from uh, the side table in the galley tonight's dinner. And it is on a big serving tray. Uh... And it's big, almost like a casserole square of leftover hard food from Mo Daughter. Oh, I thought it was just like five beans from Virgil's shoe. (laughs) Those are not for eating. (laughs) What are they for then? Keeping me awake. Yep. (laughs) And she says, and this is one of the larger meals that we'll have from here on out. Uh, You're welcome to garnish your food with any amount of pickles, mustard, or ketchup, or baking soda, I guess. But we are very short on supply, and we want as much time as possible before we get to the Veristinia estate, which means all of the stardust is going towards getting us there ASAP. You know, Rhythm, you don't need to do this. Like, we can't pay you for this work you're doing. But you are a member of our ship. We saved her life. Oh, I mean, I guess Didn't we so. establish that lives are worth several million gold? I didn't think that's why we <laughs> well, saved that was, her, though. That was, that was the cat. Well, it, that wasn't why we saved her, but, you know, we just don't have to... Never mind. Um, and, and <laughs> all right, well... Fr- frankly, uh, I, I mean, I appreciate it, but I I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have some way of helping to contribute to the to the folks here. If I wasn't contributing, then I'd get all kinds of antsy and... and uh. That's introspective fair. all right so, well i take a bite of the hard food casserole or whatever it is me hey con save oh okay it's that kind of food oh i'm gonna no. bite into it too 19 19 nice so you get your choice as you as you're looking through the food on the table we get a fun twist on the food game uh there's Ooh. three different kinds of uh sauces you can put on this ketchup mustard or pickles uh one of them will make you lose five hit points one of them uh will mean that you have disadvantage on your next attack <laughs> roll and one of them will mean you have disadvantage on strength saves for the rest of the day oh. the adventure what i get to yeah. pick one <laughs> you're gonna pick oh. one I'm gonna watch um, you guys all try it first. Wait, did you did you specify which one does what? Uh, <laughs> Do we sure, know? Let's say ketchup is minus five. Pickles are the reduction in uh, your next attack roll, and mustard is the uh, reduction in your strength saves. Uh huh. I I live life on the edge, so I'm gonna go with minus five HP. Uh, taking my already low twelve HP down to seven. Do we do no. we know which one? So we know which <laughs> I think one is that which. That sounds exciting. We all know which one will do the bad thing. Uh, yeah, you know this. This is a out of character decision. I, uh, but you also all have to make me con saves. Yeah. Okay. Gosh. So my con save is it's a three. Okay, then you have to roll a die to randomly pick which food you get. Uh. Oh, I was just gonna slather ketchup and mustard on there because this food is disgusting. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I'm gonna roll well, two die. You can, you can definitely do that, but yeah. Mm. Hell yeah. I, okay, it turns out I got ketchup and pickles. Oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah, well, anything to make this taste less like old socks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was thinking I would I would put some sauce on and then try and just heat it some more with a, like a little bit of fire, just like see if that improves anything. I don't know if it will or not, but just in some vain attempt to make it slightly more palatable. Mm-hmm. Um, palatable. Palatable. I sound like Virgil. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> palatable sounds like a character I'd make up. Sounds like um, palatable fun. So do I? Do I still? I, I assume I still make a Constitution save. Yes, make a Constitution save, but add plus two because you make it slightly more palatable. <laughs> All right, that's a fifteen. Fifteen? Uh, yeah, you can pick which one you get. I like All the right. self awareness, Ben. In um, the, that sounds like a character I, I pick, would pick. Uh, pickles <laughs> because uh, I can deal with getting disadvantage on my first attack roll. Good. I'll say. <laughs> What? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> don't I know it? <laughs> uh, hey, Rowan, what are you picking? Um, whichever whichever one that totally dunks on my attack roll, and I roll okay, six. Okay, that's pickles. Oh, so in actually, you don't get to pick that. You you have to randomly roll. Oh, roll a d six. One and two is ketchup. Three and four is pickles. Five and six is mustard. I got a three. All right, so you did get pickles after all. Cool. Disadvantage. So you guys all eat this really bad, bad meal, um, <laughs> and it sucks. Uh, I just want to say that was a delicious meal rhythm. What is your secret? <laughs> <laughs> I raise my you, eyebrows. You know, uh, sarcasm doesn't look good on you, Captain. And she grabs your dish from out in front of you and walks over towards the kitchen. Tomorrow, around noon, at the helm of the ship, you uh, make me a perception check. Rowan? Me? Oh, it's a nat one, but plus four, five. Cool. You don't see them. Yep. I don't see them. The next person that would have a chance to see them would probably be up in the the crow's nest. 19. 19! Look at that! Crow's nest can't see something for once. Ooh. This morning, this, well, I guess it's literally noon. So I can't say afternoon. I made this difficult on myself. This noon? (laughs) This late morning, early before afternoon, you spy a ship not too far away from yours flying a uh, communication flag that looks to be green and white with ribbons of yellow. Okay. I, I kind of like sit up from my reclining position like with a comical like limbs flying like, whoa, whoa. Uh, and then I lean over the crow's nest real fast and shout down, Rowan, there is a flag boat. And I kind of point in a vague direction. Shit. What color is it? It is green and white with yellow ribbons. <laughs> Amazing. That doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Make me a history check. <laughs> it's just a regular flag, I think. History check. <laughs> it's just a regular. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
ooh, this is not going to be good. You know, on a sand ship, that flag would mean don't bother me. In fact, <laughs> any flag on a sand ship means don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes talking out on the sand sea. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Uh, you think it's something that might have to do with, like, wanting to, like, dock with each other and, t- and talk, but you're not sure. I pick, I just shrug up at the crow's nest. Um, Should we stop or something? Uh, let's just slow down, see what they have to say, and then just be ready to, like, book it if they're not cool. I guess, okay, I tell the ship, hey, can you slow down so we could see who, who's on board the, the yeah. ship that's coming at us? Uh, but, you know, just prepare to, like, completely just leave if they turn out to be terrible do they look like friends or enemies can't tell from this distance i rolled a six on perception (laughs) i don't know what that means but uh (laughs) i'll be waiting down below deck if something looked like trouble then let me know and i will evacuate post haste cool uh all right yeah y'all feel uh, wherever you are in the ship you feel it begin to slow down as if your engine has stopped burning fuel at this rhythm makes her way up towards the main deck to see what's going on and the other ship a big boat it's definitely not a ship with a soul but a big it looks like some kind of like battleship of some capacity pulls up next to yours uh, and you can see that there's a handful of folks on top uh, that are waving over at your ship. Do we recognize this ship? Nope. Uh, oh, maybe you would. Actually, make me a... another history check, I think. Uh, <laughs> that would be a two. Uh, no, you don't recognize them. <clears> hmm. <throat> Uh, you might have a chance to recognize them too, Rowan, I'm guessing. So, Rowan, make me a check. Okay, sure. I'll try this again. <laughs> and Virgil, you could make me one with this advantage if you want to okay. have a chance to see. Wow, I'm rolling super bad today. I got a six. Yeah, you don't know either. Well, with disadvantage, I got uh, nine. Damn, better <laughs> right. yeah, none, of you know, none of you know what the ship is. I finally make my way up onto the deck. I was just doing some light training in the mess with my spear, actually, which I've been keeping in my quarters this whole time. It's not my primary weapon, so I'm trying to get better at it. So I get up on deck in full shirtless Avalon mode. Uh, in and Are you uh, like sweating and like wiping your brow and stuff? Yeah, and just carrying a spear. Um, <laughs> mm. And I come and go, why have we stuck? What is that? I don't know, says Rhythm, looking over at you. Do I see a captain-like figure on the ship? Yes, you do. First off, there is a weather wizard on deck. And that weather wizard seems uh, to be very tough looking. Uh, she's an older woman that clearly has been through several scrapes and is probably like as fit as you are, Avalyn, in that clearly she like spends time training. The hmm. captain, who's a uh, crusty, one-eyed old geezer, is up next to the uh, wheel. 
And then you can see uh, they also have a chef who is sitting at the edge of the boat, uh, looking down into the water, tossing rocks in. Uh, it looks to be a uh, gnome. Hmm. I a hate gnome? gnomes. A gnome, oh, speak- yeah. Speaking of gnomes, um, can we just say <laughs> I've kept my, my prisoner in the captain's room? You've definitely kept it. I assumed it was still tied to the mast at the bottom of it, where it was Wait, last episode. Oh, um, yeah, let's say that. Did that really happen? Yeah, we've yeah we've had that guy. There's for like a gnome an been episode. here for a, yeah. a whole episode and a half. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's here in case we need to throw him into the furnace for extra mm-hmm. fuel. I see. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With uh, Flaxen and Rome both working, you're able to tether your boat to theirs, and the captain of their ship walks over to uh, the side approaching yours uh, to walk over on a plank. There's kind of an official custom that. You know Rowan, but you definitely don't, Virgil. Uh, and it seems oh, no. like the two of them on the other ship are waiting for the more official invitation to cross ships. Um, Land ho! I'm El Capitan Virgil Badwater. Land uh, ho? This is not... <laughs> <laughs> no land here? Okay, whatever. And I, um, and I attempt to meet them halfway on the plank. So I walk out there. <laughs> I like, I like start forward, my hand outstretched, like, wait, no, <laughs> but he's already like on it. All right. They, they start to walk when they see that you start walking and then they're like, oh, I guess he's, oh, okay. So then they back up and they let you kind of stand halfway on the plank for a, a good five <laughs> seconds. I hold like, my hand out. Like I'm waiting to shake their hand. Uh, they both look back, uh, between each other for a second, and then the captain kind of snorts laughing at you and walks over on towards the deck and grabs your hand and says, uh, well, howdy there, Capitan. I howdy. am the Capitan of this ship, one might say. <laughs> <laughs> what one might call your ship? Ah, well, it's, that's, that's Penny here, because we are, of course, uh, the Penny Whistle Patrol. And then it clicks for you, both Flaxen and Rowan. Both of you know of the Penny Whistle Patrol as a pretty tough mercenary company. Uh, one of the three best in the world, you would say. They're definitely the smallest, uh, but they often work in the job of hunting weather mages. Um, oh. They would certainly know. <laughs> so immediately, that would be the first thought that flashes through both of your heads. They would immediately know who all of the wanted weather mages are and what they're hunting for. I, Ishmael, are you still up in the crow's nest by chance? I am, yeah. I'm like leaning over it, looking down. I kind of just like turn to you and I just go... Like, I kind of, like, shut sh- shut my hand down, like, get the fuck down. Oh, yeah, okay, I see that, <laughs> yeah. and just slowly duck down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make me a stealth check to do it quietly. You have advantage since they're not looking at you, because you Rowan got such a great distraction with Virgil. Uh, Rowan. Stealth check. Oh, please. I'm always good for a distraction. 17. You duck down to the bottom of the masthead. Not the masthead. What am I talking about? Boats. You duck down to the bottom of the crow's nest. The uh, captain then turns towards you, El Capitan, and says, Well, we are here to head further west, and we were wondering if perhaps we might, you know, by virtue of our flag up there signal, though it seems like that message didn't make it far out this west, uh, 
But of course, that is the standard flag of let's meet up, communicate, meet swap, and meet uh, halfway share on the tales. plank. Yes, I understand. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Metaphorically, as it were, I suppose that is what we're doing. And he slaps you on the back and lets out a large chortle. Now, Capitan, I didn't catch your name. Uh, let's discuss names over a bottle of my finest. Come with me over to my ship. My weather mage will handle negotiations over here and talk to your quartermaster, first mate, etc. What have you. You prefer you know, bourbon, whiskey? What kind of man you are? Uh, I'm, I'm an oolong sort of feller. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps I'll have my chef come with us, too. See what he can't whip you up in the form of mixed drinks. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Nothing like oolong and brandy. <laughs> Delicious mixed drink. And as the he he escorts you over to his ship towards his captain's quarters, um, the remaining members of his crew cross over the plank and begin to greet the rest of your crew on your boat. So, the first thing that we'll do is Virgil. Yeah. The captain pulls you aside and takes you into his quarters, where uh, he also Ooh. calls and whistles the little gnome to follow after with a tray of beverages. Uh, he goes inside and sits down at a, a table uh, and invites you to pull up a chair and sit next to him as the gnome uh, prepares you an iced oolong. Uh, actually, gnomling, I changed my mind. I'll have a Mai Tai. <laughs> Uh, gnome, 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 he says, That's as a way that right. says, fine choice. Uh, and the gnome uh, fixes you a Mai Tai, as well as just a fifth of bourbon for the captain. So, what brings you out here far away from the edge of civilization? Well, tell the truth, uh, just trying to, trying to get to a friend of mine's homeland so we can get him reunited with his family to keep it short and simple. How about you? What brings you out into these dark waters? Strange tales and stranger deeds. That's the, the namesake of the lands the Penny Whistle Patrol goes to. Strange tales for certain. Skeletons have been climbing their way out of the ocean ransacking ships over here. You don't say. Yeah, it sounds pretty terrifying. Sounds like some renegade elementalist. But, uh, the true matter, we're out here looking for a renegade wizard, or may we think renegade, we're not sure. This, uh, uh, weather wizard, don't know if you've had run-ins with them before, they have a storm glass around their neck, worth more than a, a thousand souls put together. They, uh, have the power to, well, they have the power to do a lot of things, Captain, Capitan Virgil, and I... I don't mean to beat around the bush. Well, Only one of them went missing. Name of Morcus Mint. Weather Marcus wizard for the Mint. weather wizard for the the prison at the end of the world. Was supposed to report back and send reports to the uh, to the through the weather towers, but did nothing of the sort. Vanished. And all we got is speculation. Do I know that name? Um, it's a great question. I don't think we ever encountered him. I don't think you do. I don't think you know his name. He, he died episode one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he was entirely sort of narration character. He had a cool balloon. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. He had, like, all the plants. Yeah. Yep. Well, 
if this Marcus feller is from the prison, uh, I'd say he's not the only one that went missing. The rumor has it that whole whole prison got wept out there. Did you hear about this this encroaching fog? <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, it's the a, whole prison got wiped out. Was that a breakout of some sort? You could say so. It's a real doozy. But uh, I'm afraid I have no no information on this rogue weather 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 bloke. Well, maybe you could tell me a little more about an encroaching mist. That sounds pretty weather wizardy to me. Yeah, well, I I don't have the details. I'm no scientist, but. There is something of a magical essence to it, it seems. I, I glimpsed it with my own eyes, and, you know, ain't seen nothing like it. Just a big wall of unknown mists. Maybe a man of your seasoning seen something of the sort, but it was a ill sight indeed. And now we cut Twirl to a conversation. Oh, very nice. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and now we cut to a, a, a similar conversation that's happening back on the deck uh, of the How Am I Feeling. The weather wizard of the, uh, or, or the weather mage, as she introduces herself, she wouldn't prefer that colloquialism. Uh, the weather mage uh, introduces herself as the name that I said in the intro, which I'm going to look up since I forgot about it. <laughs> and I didn't write it down on my paper because I didn't write it down in two places like I normally do. The Duchess Lint Lunaroid. And uh, you know the house of House Lunaroid for sure, Avalyn Veristinia. Uh, house Lunaroid would be one of the other houses that your uh, uh, your house has dealt with a lot before. It's in a similar island chain to yours, Avalyn. Is this an elven house or? Yep. No. Okay. Um, What's their deal? Should I make a history check? Uh, sure. Uh, 23. 23. Uh, you know a lot about them. In fact, you've probably visited their islands before. They are a similar house, not quite as powerful as you are, but they do have a lot of money, uh, and they have some strong weather mage bloodlines, which helps keep them connected and important in the sphere. They also have a patron elemental, uh, a giant starry owl that they keep caged at the center of their island, but uh, it's certainly not as powerful as your Veristinia Phoenix. This okay. weather wizard, Lint, uh, she seems like she's probably either an odd duck of the family or uh, her parents don't know what she's doing. The, when it comes to professions for weather wizards and weather mages in general, like being an escort on a big ship like she is doing here, that is definitely an esteemed position that a very expensive ship could hire. Normally, very expensive ships might serve a military, a nobility, a kingdom. Mm-hmm. Serving one of the top mercenary gangs in the world would be definitely a place where you'd find a weather mage, but probably not what her parents wanted her to do when she grew up. All right. So do I, do I recognize her before she introduces herself or just when she introduces oh, herself? Oh, yeah, you probably would recognize her before she introduces herself. Definitely. Okay. Um, then I would give a, a slight bow, not one of deference, one between equals, uh, and say... Lady Lunaroid, um, I didn't expect to meet you on the high seas. Is that a... Is that a Veristinia? 
I see. What in the world are you doing out here? Ah, it's uh, good to see a friendly face. And she extends I, a hand. I, I, I shake her hand and say, I apologize for my appearance. I was just uh, training. You do look quite filthy. <laughs> yes. Uh, again, my apologies. Uh, and who are your well, friends? Ah, uh, I introduce Flaxen Roan um, and Rowan Ridley and uh, Rhythm Right Child. A lot of R's. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did you introduce me as Rax and Flown? No, as Flax and Roan. <laughs> um, and uh, I-, I then say, and let me present the Duchess Lint Lunaroid. Uh, she has a, a, a light bow and smiles and says, haven't been called a duchess in a long time. That feels pretty good. So what brings uh, Veristinia this far west? Well, we're currently, um, we're, we're heading to my uncle's estate at the moment, actually. Oh, Windsor. Yeah, he does have the place this far west. We were going to stop by, but then heard these rumors of attacks and thought we'd investigate these bone elementals over at the, uh, the Wedgestone Isles. Don't know if you've heard of them. I guess you did come through the North Passage, right? Yes, we, uh, we also heard of some bone elemental problems uh didn't actually encounter any ourselves though we were more concerned with uh this encroaching bank of fog from which nothing seems to emerge what it's coming from the west uh we are actually hoping to get more information at windsor's estate oh well i think i might be able to explain it for you anyway See, I've traveled with the Penny Whistle Patrol for a long time now, and Marcus Mint was the weather wizard of a prison out at the very end of the world. You might have heard of it. It's called the prison at the end of the world. <laughs> I, I've, I've What's that heard up? of it. Yes. <laughs> um. So Marcus Mint was a, a weather wizard that worked over there. Um, he graduated from the same academy I did. Powerful guy. Uh, had great future. People were eyeing him for top brass back at the academy, but he did not. Uh, he did not incline to that much. He was more of a wanderer like me, and well, I think he took the opportunity uh, as soon as he could. He he took a decades-long expedition around the corners of the triangle, trying to map every edge of it, uh, or at least map the meteorological flows. Because there's strange things happen at the edge of the world. Of course, you get meteor showers and freak storms. So he was very excited for the chance to live off in solitude with his plants, which he adored more than most people, so I heard, and his elemental, mm-hmm. who he quite liked too. His toucan, I think it was. Anyway, he finished a, a large portion of his journey and ended up staying at the uh, at the prison, getting someone else to pick up the cross-triangular meteorological expedition, and stayed there for years. Four, anyway, as far as our records show. And then he stopped answering. We thought he might have died, but even if he had died, his handlers would have sent a message saying that they needed a new replacement, but nothing. So it's of our opinion, and we've seen this happen a thousand times before, he probably went nuts, uh, maybe busted open the prison, started declaring himself some false god, uh, or I mean, he'd declare himself a real god, he wouldn't call himself a false god, he'd say that all the other ones are false. Anyway, he would maybe summon up this giant big bank of fog to encroach across the planet. He, Of course, he had a storm glass with him when he split, so 
I would imagine that hmm. he's using that to its fullest potential. And what if this fog killed him and his elemental and everyone else around him? Uh, that would mean there'd need to be some other more powerful weather mage at the prison at the time, which I can personally say is not true. Um, we've got pretty good tabs on the weather wizards out in the world. There's only three, I believe, that are currently missing, uh, and we've got warrants out on all of them, with license to uh, kill if need be. <laughs> ah. Wow, I, interesting. I, I, at this, the uh, at this, the uh, ship's uh, head pops up next to you, uh, Ishmael, and kind of goes, "Eep." <laughs> I, I put my fingers to my mouth, like, <laughs> ah, I didn't realize that uh, missing weather mages had such a tight leash. No, no, yeah. no, not missing weather mages, missing storm glasses. Those things are fiendishly powerful. And if in the hands of someone powerful, uh, they could, I would imagine, cause some kind of death fog to encroach across many miles of terrain. So uh, um, where, where's the captain? I, I think we need to be going. I'm, I'm going to preemptively just roll a deception to keep my face from showing any realization yeah, please do in fact all um, three of you please do anyone seen the the captain the captain i captain captain unfortunately i unfortunately got a seven so when she says missing storm glass my face goes uh <laughs> great 21 15 <laughs> ah crap <laughs> the, the captain Ca where is he on our boat or he's he's on the other ship we, somebody should go oh, find one him. second before the captain uh is there anything you know about this missing storm glass? Now, I can't help missing but- Missing what glass? <laughs> Veristinia, Avalyn, level with me. I did notice you were approaching the estate from the west, not the east, which is a very curious path to take if you're heading from your homeland. So level with me. Is there something else going on here that you're not telling me? Well- we were um actually can I can I roll deception again to see how good of a lie I can come up with here? I would say say it out loud and then roll deception. All right. Um we were uh we're we're coming from uh the the west. Uh we're, the only reason we're going to Michael's estate is because we're fleeing from this fog thing. We'd originally uh come out here to um, adventure around the Wedgestone Isles and Modotter Harbor. Um, but, uh, just, uh, once we encountered this fog and the stories about it, um, we, uh, we, we had to flee and now we want more information. Definitely make me that deception check. Oh boy. Oh, um, crap. That's a nine. At this, she gives you a look that says, this doesn't add up. And then she gives another look over to the gnome that's tied to your mast. <laughs> and then she's, and then she starts to like really take in what you're, what she's looking at. Uh, she looks at the fact that you're on a ship with a soul, an incredibly rare thing. She starts looking at the orc on your boat, which certainly is a weird, circumstance a situation to happen this far like there's not orcs in her land certainly they're landlocked they stay on the sand mm -hmm. in their ships yeah i'm uh, um, i'm like covering my uh, face when she looks over at me 
Yeah, so so we don't have any uh, warm brass or whatever it is you're looking for. C- um, could you go find when, the captain and uh, and when when we got some fogged brass. out chase? <laughs> when 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 she looks at the gnome, I say, ah, yes, we were uh, attacked by those little imperialist bastards back in the Wedgestone Isles. They well, massacred an entire town of crocodile people. Oh, that's happened. Thanks for telling me. Yeah, we took this one prisoner. He was their leader. Well, if you really did adventure around, perhaps you wouldn't mind giving me and a couple of my friends a tour of your ship. It is a very fine ship, and I'd love to hear all about it and see all the places in it. Every single one. Let's start with the crow's nest. How about? I'd always love to see the the sight from up top. Oh, the crow's nest is broken. (laughs) What? Yeah, you can't go up there. I mean... I can show you the rest there of the was, There was the time that we all uh, oh, that's went a up nat there. Twenty. And, and <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. She she looks at you and says, "It's broken. You need that fixed." Yeah. Yeah. Well, we do. All that's, of us. All of us climbed up there. It's on the list and, of list of things. Uh, the never ending list of things to do on a sand ship. Meeting, I mean, uh, and, sailing ship. Uh, like it. It just. It just turned out to be like there were too many of us, and and uh, and yeah. It's it's fake. Very well. Let's, uh, let's proceed with the let's proceed with the tour then. No, oh, they're penny whistlers. Come on, let's check out this ship. I know you're all waiting to see it. I don't suppose you uh, right. you you got any food, you know, as like an exchange for for this. Oh well, you know, uh, we what? it's we've totally forgotten. We can set up the meat swap, of course. Um, I'll flag gross. down the rest of the stuff. What? When you say meat swap, do you is that M E E T or M E A T? M E E T. Though of course you can swap meat if you want. Uh, it's just traditional ship uh, ship custom. You lay out a couple of blankets with some items of curious value on top of your ship, and then uh, we lay we out the same, and we kind of uh, look over and do tradesies. You guys want a gas that sits in the corner? You have a <laughs> gas on your ship. Uh, yeah. Not by choice. Not by choice. I have to see. <laughs> Here, come uh, take you, a look at it. And him. you can see behind them, uh, a couple of the, the penny whistlers begin laying out uh, items for trade on their ship. Some of them are food. Um, there's a particularly sweet-looking broadsword um, that seems like it is inscribed with runes of bone magic on it um, that appears to glow a little green. Uh, and then there uh, is a, a very nice looking cloak, which has some kind of inscription on it that seems like it might bestow some boon upon its wearer. I, uh, I inquire as to the nature of the sword and the cloak. Okay, yeah, the, the sword seems like uh, you'd need to trade something pretty good for it. Seems like it's pretty cool. Um, and of course, you probably could trade money too. It's a little less uh, of custom, but you could probably buy the sword for around 100 gold pieces. Oh, or the cloak for around 150. What does the cloak y- y- do? Uh, mm-hmm. The cloak seems like uh, it is. Let me look at my thing. Also, you said broadsword, but is that like a great sword or a long sword? That's, that's a good a broad question. Sword. Surely, that's a great sword, right? I don't think so. Aren't broadswords like not that big? Not like really? crazy. Could be either one. I think it's a long sword, but I'm not. Ah. A broadsword is like a one-handed sword. Yeah, I definitely meant for it to weapon. be a great sword. So I mean, I meant it to be the big one. Extremely broad. Okay. Yeah, so it seems like this uh, uh, this weapon infused with necrotic energy, um, if you strike someone with it super hard and you are able to kill them with it, uh, including elementals, 
then they will uh, uh, hang around for one additional turn uh, and attack whatever ally is nearest them. Wow. Hmm. Uh, it also seems like it's a plus one weapon. What the, the cloak. cloak uh, <clears throat> the cloak seems like it is inscribed with all manner of sweet words and pictograms all embroidered into it. You can't tell exactly what it will give you, uh, but you can see that it certainly does something in the vein of dexterity. Mm-hmm. It would improve your, your dexterousness by some capacity. Mm-hmm. Well, never been, um, never had a cloak before. I, uh, well, I'm, I guess I'm taking them on the tour first. Yeah, uh, so you, we can we can kind of just metagame the other stuff. Just, if there's stuff uh, you, any of you guys want to swap, it's okay. Do they just leave this out while they're on the tour? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With no, Stealing it won't work. It. I mean, they've, 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 got, they've got people on their boat. They're a big uh, mercenary company, that's right? That's true. They're, they don't have everyone yeah. coming on your tour. Well, I try it on I, and twirl around a bit with my cloak. It looks pretty good on you. We nod appreciatively. Yeah, work it. Orchid. <laughs> I will absolutely put the stupid plus one gnome truncheon uh, so, on our little uh, blanket. I'd uh, maybe trade you a gnome for this. <laughs> <laughs> for the cloak? Yeah. The one that you captured? The uh, king gnome. Let's say this is after your tour. So you, you do the tour all around the ship. Uh, and uh, What do they think of the ghast? The ghast? Oh, uh, I think the uh, the weather mage is pretty excited. She hasn't seen a ghast before, um, and she gets like I don't know, check off her elemental bingo card. Does he not like grab her and choke <laughs> her to death? Uh, <laughs> no, there's like there's a ton of uh, armed mercenaries nearby. So frankly, the the ghast is just more sheepish than anything. Mm. Yeah, and when when she gets excited, my immediate response is, "You want him?" <laughs> I. I would be honored. Uh, that said, it doesn't look like it would uh, submit easily to binding. It might wreck the the room we're in, as well as part of the boat. But if I, you're I willing, I wander in with my cloak on. Not my cloak. I wander in with the cloak still on, and I say, "What are you talking about?" He's a very polite guest. Uh, I I say, "Well, okay, we don't want to damage the boat." What um, you, hey, come here, buddy. The ghast saunters over towards you and uh, crouches to your left. At this, the the weather mage turns over towards you and says, That's impressive. So you do have an elementalist on this ship. I was surprised how you were able to survive without a weather mage. I would have expected every ship of this size to have a weather mage. How do you handle strong winds? How do you handle, you know, attacks? How do you handle heavy rainstorms? How do you handle anything? Stop saying (laughs) all these scary things that we haven't had to deal with yet. At this point, primarily, we just rely on the fact that the ship is fast. That... Wow. Well, uh... Maybe look for a weather mage once you arrive at the Veristinia estate. I think you'll need one. That's good advice. But like uh, They're expensive though. Do they Do they carry those storm glasses that you speak of? Yeah, everyone. Then aren't you Well, as long as they're willing to be hired. But then wouldn't you chase us down? No, not if they're not <laughs> performing illegal actions. Mm. They're not like we don't kill weather mages. I'm a weather mage. Uh, it's only the ones that, that go nuts and murder thousands of people, like whoever caused the fog here. Mm. I'm guessing Morcus Mint. Um, well, so 
they'll trade the truncheon for the sword if you want to. Um, and they will trade the gnome for the uh, uh, cloak. Yeah, before that, I ask him if any of them speak gnomish. The gnome uh, the does. chef does. <laughs> yeah. Maybe throw the chef in as a part of Wait, the trade. Isn't that <laughs> no? That the chef, that won't the work. chef is They're a person. Good oh, God! Yeah. We're this not, is not, we're not a slave. You a slave? No, 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 not slavery. <laughs> but I mean, we could use a chef, and yeah, don't, but we don't want anybody well, speaking okay. Gnomish on your boat. Fuck so. the weather mage thing. You need a chef. Yeah. You're operating without a chef. Yeah. You're dead in the water. Uh, exactly. That's yeah, why we have to food. No, you're not taking our chef. No, no. Now I see yeah, what this I, I, is I about. Veristinia, this is why you agreed to come. Hmm. I'm returning <laughs> to my ship for certain. Poach our chef. Poach our chef. A ruder word I have never I heard. It was a fair Keep offer. your gast. I, I, I face palm and just like flax and. Well, then we're the, keeping our gnome. You, and you can have you this. Suggested, <laughs> no, we don't want our gnome. Well, then I'm you taking this cloak. You suggested trading a gnome with no skills for a gnome with chef skills. Well, yeah. Well, I'm That's- keeping this truncheon, says uh, one of the penny whistlers back in the in the corner. <laughs> I'm keeping the truncheon. You can keep my shitty sword. It's too big for me. Fair enough. I like nudge Avalon and I say, the gnome will rat out our 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 weather wizard. And 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 I say. Not if we don't let him talk, because we haven't been letting him talk, because we gagged him. But if right? we trade him to them for the cloak, and he speaks to... Wait a minute. Does your oh, chef speak it. common? Yeah. At this point, you guys have all returned to the main deck, uh, and the conversation between captains is wrapping up. Well, it's been a pleasure That's meeting a you, Virgil. That's a joke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank I'll, you. Thank I'll have you. to tell that one to my fire aunt. Uh... So, <laughs> what were you saying about uh, what you were just saying? <laughs> oh, well, I was just saying it's been a pleasure meeting, and I hope to catch you on the wave sometime around soon again, Captain Virgil. Oh, me too, but not too soon, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> don't I, don't I. Well, may your winds be full of sails, and your sails be full of cheap prices. May you always have a bean for your boot. <laughs> oh, that is a tale for the homeland. No, sorry. Gosh. <laughs> what was your captain name again? Name? Oh, I don't think I ever properly <laughs> said. Uh, Hooky Blue. Hooky yeah, Blue. Yeah, no, we haven't heard that one. Hooky Blue. Oh, that's such a good name. Well, watch out. Don't go too far west. There's There be monsters out there. Yeah, well, we'll probably sail up to the fog and have our weather wizard part it. We'll go find in and kill that Marcus Mint. That's our goal. More power to you. Uh, and he opens the door and leads the you guys back onto the ship where you can see the meat swap is uh, finally, uh, you know, going back and forth. At this the point, I'm still wearing the cloak and just hoping nobody notices. <laughs> <laughs> no, you traded something for that. Did I? We were yeah, going to give him the like, gnome. We were trying to get yeah. trade the gnome, and then they turned it down. They took the truncheon. No, they they would they take took the, the truncheon, and they gave they him the sword. They would have taken the gnome, but then we thought better of it, right? Cause yeah, because we're worried that he's going to blab about our weather wizard. Yeah, that seems sensible. Uh, the quartermaster, as soon as you're out, uh, socks you in the side, Virgil, and says, where's our money? Come again? Where's the money that the ship has? We need to buy food. 
Oh, I see where you. I see what you're trying to say. I take your meaning. <laughs> I don't think you do, though. I don't think you do because I. What I really want is a transactional. I want to know what money the ship has so that we can buy food for the ship. You want to know where the money is. <laughs> yes, that is what I want. But your tone indicates that you don't think you know what I think you want. Don't think I. Oh, Where's the oh. money, Virgil? It's in the other boot. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, are these spare boots, or is Virgil walking around with no shoes on because his boots are storing stuff? Yeah, he's not wearing. He puts them on. He's not wearing boots right now, for sure. Got it. Cool. Casual Friday, Virgil. Mm-hmm. It's the last place your enemies will look. <laughs> is it? <laughs> so if you're not wearing them, <laughs> uh, she goes over to the boots. How much money do you have? It looks like the most recent number. Is 67 gold? Hmm. Jesus. Pocket change. <laughs> All right. Not bad. She spends it. <laughs> oh. Or she'll spend 40 gold of it to buy all the food that they're offering. Um, and she says, with this, at least you'll be able to have meals that won't actively punish you for eating them before you arrive to the Veristinia estate. There's also still a good, what, like 29 gold pieces left, um, which there are several other smaller oddments and curios that are all scattered at the base of the rug. Several little gemstones that look curious and perhaps magical. Um, there's a little uh, seeing glass that says if you look through it, you can see the footsteps of those that have walked before. There's a bunch of other like little random bits of junk that seem like hmm. they'd probably be like 10 gold a piece if anyone wanted to buy them. Magical Just random gems. bits of junk? Oh, to like fuel the uh, boat? Maybe? Or do they like go in stuff? I was gonna say, do does I like even? my sword have any gem slots? Uh, no, it would be more like you could uh, wear it on a, a necklace or something to give you some kind of power if they were truly magical. But you're probably guessing with these things, like a 50-50 chance they're just trash. I'll take hey, one uh, random piece of junk, please. All right, roll me a d20 and hope it is high. Um, can I make an arcana check to like try and ascertain if one of the gemstones is magical? I rolled a one. Amazing. <laughs> you, you, you pay 10 gold and get a flathead screw. And the person that sells it to Why, you not says even the that- driver? No, it, it says that if you if you wear it around your neck, um, you will uh, be certain to have luck in uh, in your romantic life. Does it oh. have a string around it? Uh, yeah, they'll give you a string for free. Yeah, that's a pretty nice. good deal, guys. <laughs> so I'm looking at these gemstones. Mm -hmm. uh, can I make Arcana to try sure, and figure yeah. out? You can give you, make an Arcana check to improve your chances. That's a fourteen. 14, I'll say you get plus four to your D20 to see how good you can do. All right. That's a nat 20 plus four. Damn. Oh, boy, howdy. <laughs> yeah, you see a diamond in the rough, dot, 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 literally. Uh, there is a blood, uh, like a, a blood red diamond that is, uh, it looks like it's been ripped out of somebody's ring. And uh, it's now set in just like a braided cord. Um, but the powers inside it would probably still uh, still exist. It, when worn, any any fire damage you would deal would increase by four. Whoa. Oh, hell yes. I absolutely fork over 10 measly gold for that. Yeah, it is Wait a, a steal. How much gold this are you thing is, power. is that your gold or our gold? I don't, oh, no, that's, I, my, I don't care. that's my gold. It can be ours. I just want to write it down. I don't think we only have seven left. We have 
Seven left. I now have 129 <laughs> left. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, wow, rich people. I have a extra cigarette that Virgil gave me on the very first day of this campaign. Somewhere I had like a lot of cigarettes <laughs> at some point. <laughs> That's is that your currency? That's are, you currency? Gonna, are you going to swap a, a cigarette? You could swap a cigarette for a random trinket. Yeah, I want to trade my roll, cigarette. Roll a d20. This podcast is now rated R. Ooh, I got a nat 20. Good God! Two nat 20s <laughs> on that random trinket chart? For a cigarette, You're going to yeah. break this game. Uh, yeah, you pass over a cigarette, uh, and uh, uh, you're given uh, back a quill. Um, it's a very fancy-looking quill. Uh, it seems like uh, uh, any day that you start by uh, writing a, a haiku with this quill, for the rest of that day, you will have a uh, plus two on all of uh, your... Persuasion, intimidation, and uh, investigation checks. Cool. Man, the guy who traded that really wanted a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, also, he never wrote a haiku with the quill, so he clearly didn't know how it worked. Uh, But you're able to figure it out pretty quick. You've seen one of these things before, Um, Rowan. I I have a question. Are we sticking with the concept that my rage damage is fire damage? Yes. Okay. This is going to be great. Well, and is with Virgil that, coming the, uh, back now? The, the, yeah, Virgil's out and, and the crew is uh, packing up all of their things. Uh, they bid you a pretty fond farewell. There's some lighthearted ribbing back and forth about the night ghast and uh, the fact that you tried to steal their chef. It starts out lighthearted and then it gets a little like sinister. Like that's pretty rude. Like you don't, you don't suggest stealing someone's chef. Um, it was going to be a actually, fair trade. No, it you know, wasn't flexing. A gnome that can't cook for a gnome that can cook. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the the weather wizard, uh, she says, well, I'm going to prepare the winds to take us home. I can conjure up a, a swift breeze to send you in the other direction, if that would help. Uh, since it's been, a, it's been a favorable meeting, I'd say. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, Do you. it, uh, says the captain, uh, and she uh, heads over towards the next to the steering wheel and begins to float into the air as you see uh, a mist swirl around her and then wind whirl the mist in a, a small dust devil around her. And with that, their ship just begins to slowly glide away from yours. And they How pull come up Ishmael the never does that? at this the captain turns over towards you and says ishmael who's ishmael so that's the guest that's our guest yeah our guest is ishmael make me a deception check (laughs) open your mouth (laughs) uh couldn't wait 10 minutes 13 couldn't wait it's all virgil it's virgil virgil's making couldn't wait 30 seconds for them to be out of earshot yeah Deception? Yeah. You just had to be clever. 14. Ishmael, his eyes go a little open. Ishmael Overcast? Have you run into that sucker? I, I, Ishmael uh, Overgast. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Named after a very famous weather wizard. But it the, sounds like you've heard of. and several others turn over towards you and make me the deception check of a century. <laughs> oh my god. Aren't they already, like, leaving? 
they were. They already blew the wind into her sails. Let us go. Sixteen. Oh Jesus Christ! I I like kick the railing of the ship and go book it, book it, book it. (laughs) Uh, over gassed. (laughs) You made your ship after the criminal. No, just you're you're gassed. Oh, how did you hear about Ishmael? I thought uh, he was on, uh, well, he was on the the secret lists because uh, his family's paying so much for people not to kill him on sight. We met him in prison. Don't know what happened to him. When were you in prison? At the prison, excuse me, at the prison. You tell me you've never been in prison. (laughs) (laughs) This is going downhill so quickly. Uh, The breakfast bar, just say you like... (laughs) We we met him when he was in prison and we were visiting. That's it, he says. I know the weather wizard that conjured this storm. If you uh, hear hide or hair uh, of Ishmael, it must be his doing. Yeah, That's yeah, why we'll he stole the storm glass. Right away. Wait, what we'll about the right ship begins pulling guy. away from yours and he says, I've got a contact home base. <laughs> Everyone will know that it is Ishmael's doing that the fog is taking over the world. Well, <laughs> I think we handled that pretty well. This is what happens. This is what happens when half our crew is just like indisposed, and we have like the you know the smartest bunch like run negotiations. <laughs> and as their ship pulls away from you, it sails west towards the fog. Um, it's pretty far away from you now. At this point, you've had a full day of star dust burning, so you've got a you've got a day and a, a quarter on the fog. But you we can still see the best of the just it in it's the far totally distance. Safe. <laughs> Go check it out. uh, (laughs) Yeah, they definitely can't hear you now. Uh, The (laughs) ship sails west and you, uh, uh, your whole crew uh, has a chance to breathe finally uh, as they're gone. And the ship itself kicks into gear uh, as its face appears down in the furnace. And once again, it begins to burn headed east. So So I'm going to look at these two geniuses and say, okay. When in doubt, we can't ever mention that we're criminals or that we associated with criminals. People find that suspicious or worse. Maybe you're happy living a life full of deceit, but I'm a man of (laughs) compassion and truth. And we're all going to die. Uh. I I I don't even feather fall. I just like jump out of the crow's nest this time. Ouch. So we might have mm-hmm. uh, accidentally gotten you conflated with the whole. Yeah, that was fucking cool. Thanks. <laughs> you, uh... That was not what I needed well, to show we my were... face anywhere. It was a good meeting. We had a good meeting for once, and you guys had to blow oh, it. I do have one question. Am I still wearing the cloak? Yes. I'd call that a success then. Nice. Wow. See? How did you get away with that? <laughs> also, does anyone want this stupid long sword? No, it's I can't a great use sword. that. Oh, it's, it's a great sword. Fine. Yes. Why didn't oh, you trade okay. that awesome truncheon for it if you oh, didn't well, even then, want then it? I'll, then never mind. I'm keeping it. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. I got this um, cool quill. Hey, you said I could successful. have that truncheon. I would say this is a success. 
Yeah. Truncheon's already gone. Bye. Really? Thanks. Couldn't have gone <laughs> <Come> better. <back. laughs> well, the only thing that matters here is that we now have food, says the quartermaster. So at least we won't all die of starvation uh, from eating garbage. Truly the worst way to go out in the open ocean. <sighs> we all right there, Ishmael? There, there. Ishmael. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh... Flaxen, will you help me carry this food downstairs? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right behind you. And we carry the food right. down the stairs. <laughs> the, the the ship calls to uh, the captain and uh, uh, to you, Rowan, to uh, help set its its course for sailing um, to the house. This would be your last shot to turn south. Um, to the south, of course, is Fear Gubbler Island, uh, the last known place where uh, the artsy boys were headed. And they were holed up there with last week. The only spot you'd probably be able to get a jump on them. Um, and so you can see from the south exactly the currents you'd take to take you down that way if you weren't headed to the Veristinia estate. Um, this would be your last so chance past, to head that way. We're past the wedge. Yes. And in fact, at this point, you nice. can now see the wedge behind you as the ship that you just passed sails uh, to the north end to head through the Wedgestone Isles. It, it's almost a sign of a, a goodbye. Its its presence nearby you has been even perhaps a constant source of familiarity or solidness in this otherwise pretty open ocean. This giant, uh, you know, cliff side always to your right as you're passing through. But now it's gone. And now you are on the open ocean with just speckles of islands in the distance you sure you all right with this rowan i think i made that decision like a while ago didn't i like yeah two episodes yes yeah two episodes ago i just checking in with how you're doing you've been through a lot emotionally speaking yeah in the past five minutes yes um (laughs) (laughs) you are you are truly a delight (laughs) (laughs) uh I kind of look just kind of like forlorn, forlornly, whatever, off towards the south. And I kind of just kind of, you know, grit my teeth and I nod. Let's go to the Veristidia estate. Let's do it. We'll get your bird back. Don't you worry. All right. Uh, Ishmael. Yeah. Where do you go? What do you do at this moment? At this moment, I, uh, I curl up into a ball on the deck. And uh, put put my face kind of on the floor, and just have a moment of what the fuck, what's uh. As you curl up, your mind drifts a little, and perhaps you even fall asleep in that spot eventually, because when you open up your eyes, you see you are on the deck of a ship. Uh, you are on Is the deck of no, it isn't. You are on the deck of a different ship. You are, in fact, on the deck of the Penny Whistle Patrol's ship. And you can see around you, the ship, everyone is lying down like they're sleeping. But of course, they're not sleeping. Yeah, I think I... Entirely surrounding them, you can see that the world around you is covered in fog. And you see a familiar face. You see her, the the older portly-looking woman sitting down next to the weather mage and you see her talking 
calmly, softly to her. She is slowly spooning handmade applesauce into her mouth, and it, it seems like the Duchess Lint Lunaroid is smiling, if crying a bit. And they're talking in kind of uh, hushed tones to each other, but you can make out a little of what they're saying. Lint Lunaroid is talking about how she's been running her whole life and how she's had a pretty rough go of it. And Do, uh, I, do I have any agency, or is this like a cinematic? Like, can you I do move? have agency. You can totally move. Or you can try and get up. Yeah, I'll try and get up. Yeah, you do. And for the first time in one of these, like, cinematic moments, you can see that uh, your hands seem to be entirely made out of mist. Um, huh. It reminds you a little of the uh, the way that your sister was able to project herself in mist form to a different place. I want to approach death. As you walk up towards death, Lint Lunaroid clearly cannot see you. Death clearly can, but she's trying to ignore the fact that you're there, not as a as kind of a rudeness, but more as she's just like, this shouldn't be happening. If I ignore this problem, maybe it doesn't happen. <laughs> maybe it doesn't yeah. exist. So she kind of positions herself the other way and talks a bit loudly uh, and says, well, that's, that's a rough go of it. You've really had a tough time. Here, take this picture book. I've, I've assembled it with your happiest memories, and I hope that you have a lovely time in the afterlife, but perhaps you should get going and maybe I should too she looks nervously over her shoulder and still sees you there and she says hold on a moment Lint hey can you hear me death turns over towards you and walks up and says I just you shouldn't be here yeah I shouldn't and you shouldn't be talking to me so Perhaps you can just leave and we for can forget this all ever happens, okay? Why am I here? Why am I talking to you? Do you know? I would imagine the most likely circumstances you're a figment of my imagination. I've gone mad from dealing with too much lasagna. Uh, you know, and I, I was kind of hoping the same thing, but I don't think that's what's going on. That I made. Maybe there was a bad apple in there, and I uh, spent too long. On the picture book and the glue got into my sinuses, I'd hope. So, What's going on with this fog? What can you see on the other side? Everyone is dying. I So you Where are is it real. coming from? I'm real. You're talking to me? I'm talking to you. I'm on the other side of the fog. Why is this a pro what's happening with this? Can you tell? I'd say the best thing for you to do and for me to do is just forget it for now. And you blink your eyes, and you're back on the ship. I, uh, take a long while to calm down after that. Uh, I'm very high agitated, I think. That was, that was absolutely terrifying. That's all I got. What's up, Ishmael? You look like you've seen a ghost. Can we end there? <laughs> there <we go. laughs> That's a good ending. <laughs> Except it's not quite the ending. Because oh, as you are all no. on the ship, and as you say, I think you've seen a ghost. Another voice, rattly and old, says, Well, not a ghost, but perhaps a couple of skeletons. And Gramps hops up Bone onto Daddy. the deck, climbing uh, out from the what? water, as well <laughs> as eight other skeletons. Fucking kidding me. Please roll initiative. 